At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. My co host is always Danny Burke out there in Chicago. We got quite a bit of action going on in the morning slate here in college football. Watching every bit of it, or at least as much as we can. Some updates here. First off, this is, I think, where we should start, Danny, because a potential buy low spot could present itself here in the Big 12, uh, not Oklahoma and. Kansas, but Iowa State and Texas. Quinn Ewers and the Longhorns getting shut out to this point. There's 9.22 left to go in the second. We discussed this at the Open. This is going to be the biggest test for Ewers so far. It's a short sample size and played many games. Just came back last week. Oh, this is a good Iowa State defense. What weren't just expecting, or at least I think a vast majority of us, was that Iowa State was going to be able to drive the ball somewhat. But as we speak, the by opportunity is snuffed out because Texas picks off Iowa State in the end zone, so they're going to take over at the 25-yard line. Uh, but it did look like if this was going to end up in a score for the Cyclones, could be a potentially by-low spot for a team that closes about a 16-point favorite. Well, right, this is exactly what we said coming into it. Uh, we were scouting out this game, and we both gave – recognition to this Iowa State defense and Matt Campbell and figured, hey, you know, they may get a big stop here and there and kind of make this spread alter drastically enough to make it worth the bet. And then you would imagine that this Iowa State offense would slow up. It is just uncanny that they throw the interception right where we're talking about it because I did see it down to like minus one and a half and now it's at minus four in the hook. But hey, let's see if the Cyclones defense steps up once again and then maybe that will be the time to attack Texas. But again, as bad as the Longhorns have looked, I can't imagine it's going to persist in this game. Uh, other updates here as the Longhorns are officially taken over uh, on their own 25. A third and one is converted for Michigan, so they are going to have a first and goal here leading 6 nothing. Uh, we do have, it looks like, either a timeout called or a penalty on the field, so we'll see if that's going to uh, what's going to take place. It's a timeout, so there's going to be timeout called there. It's going to be first and goal for Michigan. Uh, this has been what we're kind of talking about, right? You can bend and not break, and your defense can actually do some stuff uh, at least to keep you in this but at some point, your offense has to put some sustained success together or your defense is going to kind of get worn down here. And it's been two drives for Penn State, Danny, both of them three and outs. And for Michigan, this is their third drive and their third drive of double-digit plays. Uh, they have dominated the time of possession. They have been on the field for a vast majority of this game. And they have already run, I think, 39 to 40 plays, somewhere in that range. You can't win many games. You're going to hang your defense out to dry like that. And Penn State now in position to potentially give up the ghost here after a relatively strong start by their defensive unit. It's been awful for Penn State offensively. No first downs, 0 for 2 on their third down attempts. Michigan has 13 first downs right now, as you were kind of mentioning the difference in the yards, 195 to 9. 
you can't expect to keep a game close when all of the pressure is put on your defense constantly, and especially against an offense that really has had their issues up to this point. You would have figured that the Nittany Lions could do enough to contain it, which they have up until this point, but you really can't blame them uh, based on how offensively Michigan has schemed up to this point. When is Penn State going to do anything different? When is James Franklin going to make any adjustments offensively? What do you have to lose at this point now that you're going to be trailing 13 and nothing? Something has to change. You at least got to get a field goal on this next possession because your defense is going to totally break if you keep throwing them out there with just three downs to get some rest. Blake Corum is into the end zone, so extra points coming up. Michigan up on top 12 nothing over Penn State. We'll give you an in-game update as soon as that extra point uh, is in or not. Uh, other updates from a live betting standpoint. I know you're watching this, uh, so you can tell me uh, – detailed observations of what's happening. Illinois, Minnesota. Illinois up 10-7. About four minutes left to go in the second quarter. Illinois, two-and-a-half point favorite in-game with a total of 39-and-a-half. How are you feeling about uh, your, your Minnesota bet here and the chances they can come back into this thing? Well, I was feeling pretty good after Morgan had that touchdown. It was actually a really filthy play. I had a nice pump fake and then scrambled it in himself. And this Minnesota defense, you talk Bendo break, they've kind of been doing that too, but – Look, they had a first and 20 Illinois, and they just quickly got a first down immediately after. They're leaving guys wide open down the field with the zone coverage, and DeVito's exposing it. JBT's 13 of 14, a buck 32 with one tutty and no interception, and Chase Brown's having a great game on the ground. So, look, if you can't, if you're looking to bet Minnesota, you're betting on them being able to keep up pretty much every single possession to score because Minnesota hasn't done anything wild defensively. It's been Illinois making their own mistakes, not that it's been the props of anything with the Gophers defensively. So, yeah, I'm not feeling great right now, JVT. And uh, I'm not really sure what the live line's at, what you're seeing, but uh, Illinois certainly looks like the better team, even though they are getting flagged for another holding. So we'll see what Minnesota can make out of yeah, it. Two and a half point spread, but heavily shaded over at BetMGM to the favorite side. You want to lay two and a half, you're laying a buck 40. Uh, total 39 and a half in-game between Illinois and Minnesota. Also, I have been proud of you because uh, since we have started the show, you have not violated my rule, but you did just now. Uh, that is our first of the tutty count of the season. We do not use that term here. We're <laughs> professionals, Daniel. And uh, tutty is for uncouth professionals, we'll call it like that. All right, other games. I think that's my second time I've done it. No, you do. You, I, I call it the first because the first time you did it, I told you I'm going to establish right, the enough. rule. So that's your first violation. We'll call it the first violation. <laughs> uh, other updates to give you. Uh, Ole Miss has opened this thing up against um, Auburn, 21 to nothing. They are up on top. About 14 minutes left to go in the second quarter. 28 and a half is the number there. Now 29 and a half with a total of 62 and a half yards per play. Auburn getting out gained by six yards per play, eight to two. Uh, for Ole Miss at this point right now. So it has not been very good um, for Auburn, a, a little bit of a struggle, and it does look like that's going to fall incomplete. So Illinois does have a fourth and five uh, inside Minnesota territory. We'll see what they want to do with that. And the extra point is good. Michigan does lead 13-0 over Penn State. In-game perspective for this Big Ten matchup, 15-and-a-half with a total of 43-and-a-half. Not a surprise there. Again, Penn State has only had two drives up to this point, both three and outs. So we'll see if they can do anything different. And uh, Texas... Trying to do their best to get something going. They trail 7-0, 824 left to go. Third and eight right now at about their own, we'll call it 28-yard line or so. Three-and-a-half point favorite in-game with a total of 38-and-a-half with a big third down coming for the Longhorns. And should just mention, too, the scoring has kind of slowed down over at Oklahoma. Uh, this is now 21-14, just under 10 minutes left to go, Danny. And uh, we've actually had a couple, a couple of punts, a turnover, uh, it has turned into, dare I say, a slugfest between the Jayhawks and the Sooners. In-game total is now down to 82 and a half. Yeah, I'm seeing it 86 and a half, but the unders minus 205, so they're not giving you, you know, the appropriate price and number right now. But you, you probably thought it was going to slow down a little bit, but not enough of an adjustment, JVT, for me to want to get involved as at this moment because you're still trusting a backup quarterback in Bean with Kansas against an Oklahoma team that knows the struggles they've had defensively. They finally need to figure it out. They just haven't been able to do it. So uh, I'm not one to really be eager to get involved in this total per se, but I know a lot of people are so i'd probably wait even a little bit longer and a really quick side note here jvt and update once again illinois fourth and five go for it minnesota decides to play no defense so illinois inevitably will probably get a touchdown here i just minnesota's defense is all over the place i mean how are you letting the guy get wide open on a slant when it's fourth and five what the hell else are you expecting for a play call at this point that's all they've been doing yeah uh, quinn ewers 
went for a deep ball there against Iowa State. He was way off, and it looked like the Iowa State defender actually thought that he was in like position to maybe defend it as opposed to catch it. Now he just dropped it. Uh, so that is going to be a dropped interception. Texas is going to stay alive. They're at midfield, second and 10. Uh, the beneficiary, by the way, of a uh, of a roughing the passer call, it looked like. So they did not get that third down, but they were called for a penalty. Iowa State was. So fresh set of downs for Texas. They're going to have about a third and seven coming up right now after a run off the left side that pretty much goes for nothing. And our last update from a scoring standpoint, Miami has tacked on a field goal to their 7 nothing lead, so it is now 10 nothing. Miami leads on the road against Virginia Tech. In-game standpoint for Miami at this point, at MGM, off the board. So we'll give you an idea of uh, where that's going to be, or at least on my screen, I didn't have anything. So we'll see if that updates momentarily. Oh, here we go, 17.5. Thanks, guys, with a total of 48.5 there. So we have a lot left to get to. I wanted to focus on is we're waiting for a little bit more action, and Illinois has got a first and goal here. But let's take a look at one of these other games, and we mentioned this at the bottom of the hour, so let's discuss it a little bit further. Clemson and Florida State, because this is pretty fascinating. I, I thought, I hate the term Danny Fish, fishy line, okay? Because I just, like, I don't know what that means, and people use that as a crutch to just, like, bet a game or not bet a game. I don't know. But I thought that Clemson opening up as a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite against a very banged-up Florida State team was pretty short. I think that when you look at the way that DJU, DJ Uyangalale, and Clemson have been playing offensively, there is a really strong case to be made that this Clemson team is maybe a little undervalued in the way that they have played up to this point, especially with this this explosive offense that they have, that DJU tops of the country in terms of big-time throw, right? That's a PFF stat. Throws generally further down the field into tighter windows. He has improved, it seems. And this is the most important part for me. They're getting healthier defensively. Get a key defensive lineman back in this game. The secondary is getting healthier, too. And Florida State really banged up from an injury perspective that just blew a game against NC State and their backup quarterback, which they led big in. I'm not sure why the market was as low on Clemson as it was. You can call it fishy. I just called it a short line, bet into it. Now we're up to four and a half. I, I kind of get why this seems like a gross spot with the line at four and a half. As you mentioned, JVT, I'm laughing because Penn State just, you know, Sean Clifford not making a pass even close. Um, but, you know, Clemson, as good as they've been, I still think there's an underlying lack of trust that you have in them in this somewhat tough, I guess you could call it, road environment against the Seminoles. I know the Seminoles are banged up, as you alluded to. I know that they haven't looked great themselves, but they've been kind of a tough out, so to speak. And you look at the similar opponents that they played, like Florida State probably should have beaten NC State, and Clemson didn't have the easiest go about against this NC State team, and we certainly know they did not Wake Forest, and not that Florida State did against Wake themselves, but you expected Wake to beat Florida State in that game, probably. I just, I'm just not confident there yet with Clemson. I think they get a huge benefit from the relatively easier schedule. And yeah, I mean, it's just one of those games where Clemson should win, but it's a tough spot and Florida State's going to give it all they can. And it's probably going to come down to the wire and be that disgusting game. Like DJ, you should be able to cover four and a half against this Florida State team. Oh, baby, JBT, let's go. Can we get the six from Pat? We almost had it. We almost had it, buddy. But we're getting there. Anyways, I'm staying away from that game. Um, I would wait for a better num- number on Clemson, if any. The athleticism from Sean Clifford. Look at that. <laughs> Looked like my Madden create a character with that thing. That's Although right. I would have ran it in. Okay, I would have ran it in. All right, we have plenty left to get to. Let's continue our analysis of a lot of these games, give you an update on what is now a red zone possession for Penn State. When we come back here on Live, that's Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials. Every day of the week, visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We're going to get to Adam Burke's power ratings momentarily, but Danny, I will let you set the scene going on in Penn State and Michigan, my friend? Our guy, yes, he is our guy now. Sean Clifford breaking out for a huge run, and then on fourth and goal, the Nittany Lions punch it in with a handoff. 13-7 to now. We are within the number, baby. JVT and I sweating out seven points on the side of the Nittany Lions, although the live line uh, is still 10 in favor of Michigan, total at 48, but a much-needed score from Penn State. We said before that drive, you got to get a touchdown here if you have any aspirations of keeping this game close. Uh, they almost kind of shot themselves in the foot, JVT. You know, the old fade to the corner of the end zone, it works so flawlessly, especially in college football when you got a dynamic quarterback like Sean Clifford against this Michigan defense. Oh, he's dynamic now, huh? <laughs> I don't know well, about the, yeah, the offense. There was a little hint of sarcasm in there. But, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I will say this, as they are inside the number, this is still uh, looking really bleak for Penn State. If you've watched what yeah. has happened up to this point and you believe that Michigan is in control, uh, I would not, like if somebody were to tell me, hey, I'm not in here, but I've watched up to this point, uh, I will not turn away like an eight and a half. It, like I would totally understand this. Statistically still, especially like you talk about the sustainability they're still only at one first down, Danny, which is kind of a problem. They are one of four on third down. You talked about it. The third and goal, they could get nothing done there, so they had to go for it on fourth down and eventually got it. They're still getting outgained 196 to 84. Uh, passing yards, 102 to 17. They do have 67 rushing yards, but all of that came essentially on one run from Sean Clifford that brought them down there. Uh, this is a little bit of a problem for Penn State. So now it's about sustainability, right? It's not... You you still, I think right now, let me double check in terms of the total plays too. Yeah, it was just a seven-play drive, much of which came on one play. You've got to be able to sustain some of these drives, so let's see next time they get the ball, if they can get a stop, let's see if they can actually have a drive of like nine or ten plays, right? A sustained success, converting multiple third downs. That's what I think you want to see from Penn State if you want to start to feel comfortable with where you and I are at at this point. For sure. And on the side of the defense, let's see if you can get a three and out. Let's see if you can finally get to McCarthy because they've been close about two times to where it's been inches away and he's been able to escape and release the ball, which could have turned the complete opposite. And Penn State could have got a turnover easily, whether one of them was an interception and the other being a strip sack. So now your defense at least got a little bit more time to rest. You're kind of pushing them back a tad bit. So maybe you'll get that resurgence out of the Nittany lines. But 
uh, JVT, you're right. I mean, if you haven't done anything yet, I wouldn't look at that and go, oh, I'm still getting huge value catching double digits with Penn State. No, nah, I mean, you're still going to be sweating that out because they haven't found those answers yet. And it was a huge run by Clifford, but seldom are you going to get that with a quarterback like Clifford. Michigan's not really going to make that many mistakes on that side of the ball. So they need to get that movement elsewhere, but it remains to be seen where they can find it. Some in-game updates. Oklahoma and Kansas. I don't know what they're reviewing. It does look like the runner was in. It didn't hit out of bounds. So it looks like this is a 27-14 to 14 lead for Oklahoma. Um, extra point coming and a review coming. So I don't know what they are reviewing, but we'll see if something comes of that. Some updates, though, from a scoreboard perspective before we get to Adam Burke's uh, uh, power ratings. Illinois, they are held out of the end zone, but they do get a field goal. So that's 13 to seven, three and a half point spread in favor of the Illini over at BetMGM. If you want to take three and a half of Minnesota, you're laying a buck 30 in game total, 36 and a half. Auburn has cut into the Mississippi deficit. It's down 21 seven in favor of Ole Miss. That in game number down to 19 and a half with a total of 61 and a half. Uh, we'll give you an up in-game update on this Oklahoma game momentarily when that flashes. Other games we haven't really been focusing on, but updates nonetheless. Central Michigan leads Akron 14-7. Uh, right now, 13.5 in favor of the Chips with a total of 51.5 over at BetMGM. And Bowling Green still on top of Miami. Bowling Green 7, Miami 3. 1.5 point spread there. Total of 34.5. And, and then Army just putting it on Colgate after a strong start from Colgate. 35.5 the spread. Total of 66.5 because the Black Knights lead 28 to 10 there and uh, some other spots Miami of course holding strong a 10 point favorite or excuse me a 10 point lead at 10 to nothing 22 and a half the in-game spread with a total of 48 and a half that's about uh, I got uh, 14 minutes left to go in the second quarter remember that kicked off about 30 minutes late after the morning window there so we'll keep an eye on everything happening Ooh, that looks good they're showing like ribs or something on this uh this Texas and uh Iowa State are you a rib are you a barbecue guy is that big in the midwest uh, it's obviously okay. not the biggest thing here, but I'm always down for barbecue, JBT. Can't say it. no to a nice slab of ribs from Portillo's every now and then. I, I, so yeah, Elliot, our producer in my ear, when I asked that question, goes huge. On the sec, the same well, second that Danny goes, that's ah, not that big of a deal. Well, I'm gonna. The difference here is he's he's in the Kansas City region because he yeah. went to Mizzou, so it's a little bit bigger with the Kansas City barbecue than here in Chicago. All right, let's pick apart our colleagues' power ratings. Uh, no, uh, Adam Burke does a fantastic <laughs> job uh, with his power ratings. You can find these weekly for Veasan Pro subscribers up at the website. Uh, and I think so. I wanted to start at the top because I, I agree with this. And even though they are struggling here, I think big picture wise, because you know it's a short sample size for him. Quinn Ewers has looked the part for the most part for Texas. He is a really dynamic passer, has an arm to complete at all three levels of the field if he wants to, short, intermediate, and deep. If you look at Texas, the, the sentiment here, and I think rightfully so, has been that Texas is jumping up the power rankings for a lot of people. Uh, for Adam, all the way from the 22nd ranked team in the country to 7th improves their power rating by 7 points. We will start there do you believe, not even so much to the degree to which Adam has improved Texas, Dan, but just in the improvement in Texas overall and the fact that this team is climbing up a lot of people's ratings, do you think that this is apt that Texas is a little bit better than initially thought now that Quinn Ewers is fully in the fold? Yeah, for sure. I, and, I mean, you can take still a big sample size from that game against Alabama to where Ewers was out of the game, or even when he was in the game, rather, and they were keeping it incredibly close. Oh, uh, by the way, sorry, is that act, is that gonna is that a pick? Are we getting a pick I, six here, JBT? No, they thought that it looked like it bounced on the ground, but I they're counting so it. Might have been the camera angle because they are calling it a touchdown. That looked like it hit the ground. I was like, is he actually running? So after for that? those wondering, JJ McCarthy rolled out to his right. He throws a pass, but I thought it looked like from the angle that it hit the ground. It bounced up. I thought it was going to be an incomplete pass. Yeah, uh, but they're calling this a touchdown. They're standing out there for an extra point. We'll see if the review stands. So maybe it was just a bad camera angle. Uh, but if that is the case, Penn State is on the verge of taking a one point lead in this game with 4:22 wow. left to go in the second. Uh, yeah, it's confirmed. So I want to see another angle on this. Uh, that is a defensive touchdown for Penn State. Look dead in the water, and now all of a sudden have a one-point lead on the road against Michigan. There's that turnover we needed. You're right. I mean, their defense was getting backs against the wall once oh, again. Oh, no, Edwards. so it didn't, by the way. So it was deflected. It never hit the ground. So the oh, angle made okay. it look like it did, but it was deflected in the air and intercepted uh, by Penn State and returned to the uh, end zone. So, yes, it is official. Oh, it Penn hit State. off the lineman's helmet yeah. then after, too. Penn State <laughs> is up 14-13. So after having nothing going for us here, and still statistically nothing going for us, um, Michigan now trails 
by 14, uh, 14 to 13. So good things happen to good people, you know? Good wow. things happen to How about them. it? How about it? We'll take it any way we can get it. Uh, JVT, looking back at Texas, so I, I do agree <laughs> with the movement up, which Adam Burke had him. I, I mean, you know, Texas, it seems like we say every year, when are they finally going to be back? And I'm not ready to crown them back. But if there's a time for it to happen, it's certainly when one of the most touted recruits is your starting quarterback. And you saw them play very competitively against Alabama with him in and then with him out. Uh, you've seen him dominate in other spots. And yeah, you got off a little bit slow here against Iowa State, but I don't think that's the most surprising thing based on at least how you and I perceive this game beginning. So I wouldn't be thinking that Texas right now is the team that I would crown over some of these other spots. I mean, we'll see, you know, kind of how Tennessee fares against Alabama. But yeah, Texas certainly one of the top teams. But again, I wouldn't be necessarily eager to bet them to make the college football playoff or anything like that. Not that Adam has them in that spot, but again, big improvements. Let's still see what they can do a couple you weeks know, from now. I will say, if you look at the way the committee has handled things in the past, if you're going to go down that path, like big picture wise for Texas, and they need to win this game and take care of business going forward. It, it, let's say, let's say for some reason, Texas ends the season, Dan, with, with just two losses, right? So that means running the table the rest of the way. That would mean that you have wins over Oklahoma State, Kansas State, TCU, and Kansas. All of those teams currently right now ranked 19th or higher. That would include a win over Baylor at home at the end of the season. We'll see what Baylor is. And a Big 12 championship. That would be two losses. And, by the way, of those two losses, Quinn Ewers was on the field for a quarter and a half of them. You could make the case for Texas from a committee standpoint that the real version of Texas with Quinn Ewers is the team sure. that is essentially, you know, a half a loss, and that was the one loss to Alabama, as opposed to the team that has two losses and then went and lost in overtime at Texas Tech. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. The tough thing is here is can Michigan knock, get, get knocked down a couple times? And the answer is probably yes, the way you and I think about this team. But then you also got to look at Clemson, who, of course, has a more yep. favorable path and may at worst end up with like a loss. That would be the thing that would prohibit them. But then, of course, the conversation is who would be the next in line. And yeah, if Texas cruises from this point on, certainly could be them. All right, we'll continue on. We have a lot left to get to. We'll get back to Adam's power ratings as well. Uh, the story, of course, though, the dynamic Sean Clifford and the Nittany Lions <laughs> up on top of Michigan, 14-13. We'll be back here on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. A reminder for all of you, NBA season starts next week. So get ready. Check out the NBA guide up on vcin.com, only available for pro subscribers. We did a great job on this one. Season prep for all 30 teams, win total recommendations for all 30 teams, all of my best bets from a preseason futures standpoint, and more. Check it out, vcin.com slash subscribe, all out there for pro subscribers. Tuesday, already here. Cannot wait. Russell Westbrook came off the bench yesterday. Jordan Poole got paid, it looks like, today. Ah, don't get me started. All right, let's welcome in our next guest, Chase Kitty, college football analyst over at BetMGM. Chase, we appreciate the time. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on some of the pre-flop bets that you have made for the games later today. But I want to get your thoughts as we are a live betting show. Uh, so I was just telling Danny and we were discussing this. So Penn State, uh, he and I both on Penn State plus seven. I have a little bit pre-flop on Penn State money line at plus 235 or 240, whatever it was. Um, but I by no means feel confident here. They're still getting outgained. Uh, it's not really sustainable to get a big run from Sean Clifford and then a defensive touchdown. I still think they're in a pretty bad position here despite a one-point lead. Uh, what do you make of this from an in-game standpoint? Because I would feel like if you're somebody who thinks Michigan's pretty live, I would still feel very confident in looking at Michigan in-game. Yeah, I mean, this is if, if you're a Michigan better, yeah. if, if you like the Michigan side of this, this has to be the buy low point, right? This is... You, you spoke to it completely. What Penn State's doing thus far in the game is not a sustainable way to win the game. So this is probably the buy low point if you like Michigan. Penn State-Michigan is is one of, of four or five games that are today that are really odd handicaps to, to speak from a broader perspective. Like Penn State catching seven and a half and the public loves betting on Penn State plus that number. Kansas getting a big number. I saw it, I think, at nine earlier this morning before that game started. And like 90% of the tickets are on Kansas. There's a couple later today. I, some of these big, really popular public dogs really freaked me out today. And I, I'd be afraid to get involved. So I would be looking to bet Michigan live for that reason. Danny, really quick before you go, just to update what's going on here. Michigan five and a half in game with a total of 53 and a half. Those numbers courtesy of BetMGM. Go ahead, Danny. 
I was just going to say, what what do you think is the biggest game that would be the example of that later on? Would it be one of the more uh, recognizable spots like in Alabama, Tennessee? Would it be one that everybody's looking forward to later tonight, Utah and USC? Like, what's a game that you're looking at where you're like, yeah, I kind of like that spot, but it seems a little sketchy because of what you were just alluding to? Well, from a pure numbers perspective, I think it is Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, at, at BetMGM, we have 75% of the tickets Back in the Vols there, plus, uh, I, I think it's plus eight and a half as of right now. Alabama opened at minus seven. It goes up to eight and a five, uh, eight and a half today right now, despite all that big public betting volume on Tennessee. Uh, I think market-wide across all books, it's about 70% on Tennessee. Number one liability for BetMGM today in the college football market is Tennessee plus wow. the points, and yet the number keeps going toward Alabama. So I, I think that kind of speaks to the, the dynamic I'm talking about where I'm really, really – I'm naturally skeptical of public dogs. I think today because there's so many of them and you can kind of thread this theme through several games throughout the slate, I, I'm extra, extra – uh, sketched out by it today. I know a lot of people like to look at that stuff uh, and uh, chase and, and and think that hey, it's that uh, what's the term reverse line movement, right? Uh, there's a yeah. lot of action on one side, but the line continues to move in the other direction. But sometimes that's explainable, isn't it? Like for example, the reason why the numbers moving toward Alabama, toward Alabama uh, is the fact that Bryce Young got officially announced. Is it not? It's maybe not so much like sharp support moving the number. Maybe the market's just adjusting because it's officially official that Young's going to be out there. I think if we see line movement today, that's what I would track it to, the, the yeah. Bryce Young news. But we still saw, excuse me, we still saw line movement throughout the week. Uh, and, and that, I think, was when Bryce Young's status was still up in the air. The, the sort of the rumors I heard all week were, hey, he's going to play. You should expect that. And I think they, they hung a Bryce Young number. But I, I, it's, it does freak me out a little bit that, I mean, from a bookmaking perspective, if you have that big of a liability and you're a little bit worried, you would think you would move the number toward Tennessee, not toward Alabama. Now, Chase, I was mentioning that Utah-UCLA game is another potential spot where you're looking at and everybody wants to get in some interest in it. And, you know, I feel like that could be on the side of USC where you see a lot of public sentiment wanting to take now the three in the hook with the Trojans. But I kind of err to the other side. I think Utah is going to clearly be the biggest test for USC especially against their defense. I mean, USC really hasn't faced anyone that tough on the offensive side of the ball, and Utah really needs a big win here and no better opportunity to do it tonight at home. Well said. I, I, I totally agree with all that. I, I'm on USC as well. It's one of my five favorite plays of the day. I think USC's lack of playing tough games up till now, which to some degree isn't really their fault. Like I think Fresno State would have given them a good game, but Jake Hayner gets hurt, and then all of a sudden that's kind of a walkthrough. I, I mean, they, they kind of get challenged by Oregon State, but that's the toughest game they've played so far. Utah's had to go to UCLA, which I know a lot of jokes have been made about the crowd there. I, I think UCLA is really good this year. I think this is probably Chip Kelly's best team in several, several years. Uh, they had to go to Florida in what is basically still the summer heat in Florida week one. So I, I think Utah's record is more a reflection of how much they've been challenged. And again, I go back to the bookmaking perspective. USC has been a public team the whole year. Just every single week, people are lining up to slam USC. Lots and lots of ticket count. Uh, it's, again, one of the like the most bet teams this week, one of the biggest liabilities, I think. Uh, it, the book doesn't have to hang USC plus three. They don't have to move it to plus three and a half. And yet all of the line movement, and all the signals sort of, you know, track toward Utah. So that that's the reason why I come in on Utah and I feel so strongly about that game. All right, let's go to a conference near and dear to my heart. I was actually out in San Jose last Friday, Chase, and got to watch San Jose State beat down UNLV. A little, little some injuries for the Rebels early on in that game, but regardless, is Shavon Cordero and the San Jose State Spartans look like the real deal, potentially the best team in that conference, and they're taking on Fresno State. Do you dare go against the Bulldogs on what is Devontae Adams' night? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love San Jose State here. It's another one of my favorite picks, uh, picks of the week. It's interesting seeing how numbers change when you have big recognizable brands but mediocre teams versus good teams that are less recognizable brands. And I think that's kind of what we've seen with Fresno the last couple of weeks. They were actually a bigger dog last week at Boise than they are this week against San Jose State. Now, that's a, a home game versus a road game situation. So maybe that's a little bit of a factor. 
But Boise is not that good this year. They're a big, recognizable mm-hmm. Mountain West brand. But they're not that good, and they were laying double digits last week against this Fresno team. San Jose State has a pretty good argument to make that they're the best team in the Mountain West, and yet right now they're seven-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at Fresno, at BetMGM right now. So I really like San Jose State in this spot. No more Jake Hayner. Uh, again tonight, we're going to get more uh, Logan Fife, who zero touchdowns, four picks in the last three games. Uh, this is a slam spot for San Jose State for me. I just I like everything about it. I like how it profiles. They're the better team. They're double digits better. So yeah, give me give me the Spartans. Now, Chase, a game that may be flying under the radar, so to speak, but it seems like you've got some betting interest in Troy hosting Texas State, and we see Troy laying as much as 16 in the hook. Uh, do you think it's worth laying that much with Troy in this situation? I do. Uh, I, I'm I'm Sunbelt Chase over here now that JMU has moved up from FCS to FBS. So. <laughs> I, I watch a ton of Sunbelt football. Texas State got their biggest win last week in, in probably four or five years uh, when they beat App State, who kind of sidebar in App State. We might have just been wrong about how good App State is. That's that's another conversation maybe for another day. But it's still a huge win for Texas State. And now they're kind of coming. It, it, I wouldn't call it a letdown spot, but it's after a huge win. You go on the road to Troy. Troy is one of two teams that is absolutely live for the Sunbelt West divisional title. It's either them or South Alabama are going to win this division and play for the Sunbelt championship. Troy is really good. They beat a much better team than Texas State last week playing against Southern Miss. If they would have had to lay 16 and a half against Southern Miss, they would have covered that number. And Texas State is arguably the worst team in the conference. Uh, so I I know it's a big number to lay with a team that most people probably haven't watched a lot of this year, but I really like Troy minus 16 and a half. I'm surprised that the number is this big. I thought maybe it'd be more like 13, but the fact that it's so big does suggest that they deserve to be that big of a favorite for a reason. Before we get you out of here, let's go to those Dukes. Uh, open up nine with a total of 63 and a half. When we first saw the number on Sunday, it's 13 with a total of 67. Is that an app line move? Uh, I think so. I did a segment on the on the podcast that I do for BetMGM and the Lions Edge. I did a JMU segment a couple weeks ago. JMU's undefeated against the spread this year, uh, it, and it's because the market doesn't really know how to price them. Uh, I get why people are skeptical to buy into an FCS team coming up and immediately being this good. It feels like it's not sustainable. It feels like it's sort of a smoke and mirrors show. But having watched the team for many, many years, I was on uh, with you guys a couple weeks ago when they played App State. Yep. Like they, they really are like kind of this good. And I think the steam this morning that moved the line up to 13, I think it was 11 or an 11 and a half for most of the the latter half of the week. Uh, I think there's a reason the number's that big. And if you want to get involved in the game, it's JMU or pass for me. Chase Kitty over at BetMGM. Chase, it's always good to talk to you, man. Thank you for the time and the insight. Absolutely. Take it easy, guys. All right, we're at the half, 16 to 14, the lead for Michigan. Threw up a stat. They are 38-1 under Harbaugh when leading at half at home. So it looks like it's a pretty good spot uh, for Michigan to get this thing done. And did I surprise you with my depth of knowledge? It is indeed Devontae Adams' night over at Fresno State today. I was impressed. That was big. Hey, by the way, Minnesota, big (laughs) kick return. And then a horse collar. They get a chance to punt. I guess Ibrahim touchdown. So going to be a tie game in Champaign. You also got uh, Oklahoma working on something with 14 seconds left in the half, up 35-21. We'll be back here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to Live Bet Saturday. BetMGM, though, I want to tell you about them. They're the king of sportsbooks, and they unleash the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with the BetMGM account or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You've got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we have a couple of updates for you here. First off, um, injury timeout on the field between Oklahoma and Kansas. A pretty brutal-looking leg injury for a Kansas defender. So they are trying to get him off. He does have a leg cast on. They brought the card out, so they're putting him on the cart, and we're going to get him um, out to the locker room. We have a first and goal situation because, and that's what happened here, Oklahoma had a pretty big catch and run to get down to the one-yard line, Dan. It looked like they got a touchdown. That is not going to be the case. So they're going to have first and goal with eight seconds left, a pretty poor sequence for Kansas to give up what looks like could be a touchdown drive in the last 60 seconds of this first half, staring a 42-21 deficit in the face if they cannot turn away Oklahoma. So we'll get an update as that goes along. Uh, but a stoppage of play, but a very poor sequence for the Jayhawks defensively. Yeah, and I'm kind of like looking at this game now, JVT, and I'm thinking, what would I maybe recommend or consider from an in-game betting stance? And I and I really can't fathom one right now. I don't know if anything's worth it because obviously Kansas's defense is getting exposed left and right. Uh, Oklahoma's defense is doing well enough, and you've already seen this total be altered so drastically to the over, but you don't really want to bet under because Kansas is good enough to score to make it come back. So I, I don't really know what I would do with this game. At this point, it's just pure entertainment, just watching it be an explosive battle because if you didn't bet the total going over, you obviously have missed the ship at this point. So I, I'm not sure what you're thinking if you were going to recommend anything, but yeah, this one's just more kind of a pure entertainment uh, viewing instead of a betting opportunity, I feel like. I, I think, and we'll get to our pro tip momentarily, uh, but before we get to that, I think think to your point what you're going to potentially do let's go back to Oklahoma TCU right where what happened was TCU went by up by such an amount where that in-game total kept climbing and climbing and climbing but they ultimately were up comfortably that 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 offense is eventually going to take the air out of the ball and start to extend drives look a little bit slower I think that is the angle you're going for here if anything from an in-game standpoint if Oklahoma punches this in it goes up 42-21 that that in-game total is going to skyrocket. You're going to see that happen. And if that's going to be the case, then you're probably looking at, and you see the in-game total, get actually right where we were at in that TCU-Oklahoma yeah. game, 94 and a half, uh, that potentially what's going to happen there is you're going to be able to get a really high total, get in underneath that, and this game's going to start to lose some of its steam because Oklahoma's going to be uncomfortably and not want to risk anything from an offensive standpoint. So we'll see if that's going to be the yeah. case. Uh, that in-game total, by the way, up to 95 and a half as we speak on it here. 
So, uh, yep, they're going to clock the ball first and goal. We got five seconds left. Oklahoma's got to play to get this thing into the end zone right before the break. Pro tip for you. Um, and we talked about this a little bit, like you and I, Danny, both on Penn State plus seven. I've got a little on the money line, but uh, can't feel really comfortable. They're down 16, 14. You got to be careful uh, when you're live betting on teams that have scored big play or defensive touchdown or otherwise struggling offensively. That's Penn State on the road against Michigan. And, and look, it's not even being careful live betting on those teams. Maybe we, re- we uh, it to the point where, you know, you can look to bet on teams uh, that are victims of explosive plays and unsustainable type of plays on the other end, namely a massive run from Sean Clifford uh, and a defensive touchdown, two things that Penn State are not going to sustain and keep going here in this matchup. Yeah, and it, it's funny because you and I are obviously ecstatic that they got that pick six and Sean Clifford had the big run, but let's be honest, I mean, they really shouldn't be in this game as much as they are in terms of the score. So uh, we're feeling good that they're covering, but we don't actually feel secure deep down because they haven't had any offensive dominance aside from the big play and then what happened defensively. So, I mean, it doesn't always pan out that way to where the team that is kind of getting bailed out so to speak with those big plays but hey if you haven't gotten involved in Michigan and Penn State once again uh, not looking too great Michigan probably is the right side in this game still all things considered Uh, also JVT by the way uh, we talk about big plays happening Minnesota had one with the kickoff return almost a touchdown but they did end up punching it in now Illinois is about to uh, rebuke right now they had a big pass play from DeVito they trail by one we've been talking about Minnesota's defense They've really been struggling this whole game, and Illinois has been moving the ball despite only having 13 points. It seems like they haven't had any issues. So even though Minnesota took the lead, that could have been a good opportunity to jump back in on the fighting Illini if you thought that they had been the better team up to that point. Another score update. It does look like Auburn is lining up for a field goal in the waning seconds of the first half. Uh, they have actually, they were up, they were, they were down, excuse me, uh, 21 nothing. remember that. Uh, it is now 28-14 with a field goal coming or a field goal attempt for Auburn. So Brian Harson and the Tigers have cut into this lead of the uh, Ole Miss as they head into the break. We'll see if it's 28-17 or 28-14 or something even wild, maybe 35-14 if it's blocked and returned for a touchdown. So that's an, that is a field goal coming up to this point. Illinois has punched that in. So it's a seven-play, 75-yard touchdown drive, 249. It is 19-14, extra point coming there. Gets you an update. And it does look like Dylan Gabriel and the Sooners fall short on a uh, attempt at the goal line, running it up the middle, but they get the call, the timeout called in time, it seems. They put time, that was important, they put time back on the clock. Uh, it was going to be five seconds after they spiked the ball. They went back, reviewed it, put seven seconds back on, and it gives you about a second or two here to run one more play after a stoppage. So Oklahoma is going to get one more crack at this against Kansas. So we'll give you in-game updates on those as they get updated here and some other scores as well as you kind of reach the break and want to update these uh, from that standpoint. First off, Texas and Iowa State were about to start the third quarter. Texas, though, has taken that lead 14 to 7. They are a 13 and a half point favorite, total of 44 and a half. So that was it's still kind of a buy low opportunity, Danny, because that closed about 16 or 15 and a half, depending on where you shopped for your numbers. So you're underneath that preflop number as you head into the second half with Texas up by a touchdown there. And Miami, uh, all over Virginia Tech, especially defensively. Virginia Tech really doesn't have anything going for them. they got a third and eight right now on the Miami 35-yard uh, line. But Miami leads 17-0 with about two minutes left to go in the first half. So with that, let's take a look at some Heisman odds and get your thoughts. Over at BetMGM, C.J. Stroud has become the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy this year. You're laying a buck 55 with Stroud. Uh, and the rest of the pack, you're talking about Caleb Williams at 10 to 1, Bryce Young at 14, as is Hendon Hooker, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, 16 to 1. Uh, he's been a mover up the board. DJ Uyangalole at 20 to 1, a couple of others in that range. Blake Corum, running back for Michigan, is at 20 to 1, too. So I guess the question here would be Elliot, uh, our producer, was wondering it's simple. Do you lay it with minus 155 and CJ Shroud, or do you look somewhere else on the board? I have my answer, but what is yours? You don't lay minus 155 this far out, and primarily because, one, it's just not really worth the investment that long. And, two, football is such an aggressive sport. An injury could easily knock out a guy like C.J. Scrout, and then your bet's instantly screwed. So I just don't think it's really worth holding it up for that long. It's not to say that I would look somewhere else and think something's worth a play, JBT. You and I have had this discussion about Heisman, and it's really not that attractive of a betting market right now. If you think USC beats Utah tonight, well, then back Caleb Williams if you really like him. 
Uh, I don't think Bryce Young is worth the play at all. He's already missed a couple games, right? And Alabama hasn't looked that great. He's also already won Heisman, which I don't think the betters want to kind of go back to him in the mix. So I wouldn't do anything with Bryce Young. And look, conversely, I, you know, I talk about Caleb Williams. If you think USC is going to win and you want to get involved in the Heisman market, bet him now. Same thing with Hendon Hooker and this Tennessee team. If you think that they can win or if you think they can at least keep it very, very close, it comes down to the wire, 14-1 to for Hooker. He would probably be the other guy I would consider. I get that Thompson Robinson's kind of a, a likable pick right now. I just don't see that withstanding throughout the remainder of the season. But I just don't think this is something worth the bet in any facet, JVT, because the only way Stroud, in my opinion, isn't winning is if he suffers some kind of injury, because I think Ohio State's going to cruise through the Big Ten, and he will be the winner, barring an injury, right? You know, knock on wood, but I'm just saying, like, he's definitely going to win it if he stays healthy. Yeah, I agree with the laying a buck, you know, laying a price at this point of the season to say he's got a 60.8% chance of winning this award, which is what that price implies, uh, given what we know about football and going forward, and still some losable games and whatnot, that that is, uh, I think, not something that you would really do at this point. I will say, I think if you're looking around, like, for example, and it depends on what you're looking for here, because let's, let's focus on DTR, right? Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Vegas kid, by the way. Um, if you're looking at him to potentially win this award, you look at the rest of their schedule, Danny. I mean, you have coming up, because they're off this week, you do have Oregon on the road for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That's a very big Heisman type of moment. Yeah. The rest of the schedule, though, Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona, tough one against USC, but you get him at home. And Cal, this is a UCLA team that don't look now, but if they take care of business on the road against Oregon, which we'll see Oregon's look a lot better since that Georgia game, this is one loss or an undefeated potential type of year. You could have a pretty nice ticket on a Dorian Thompson Robinson who leads UCLA to a pretty good record and puts up a lot of good numbers and finds his way at least to the ceremony. So we'll see if that's going to happen, but look around on the board. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. Uh, third and final hour of Live Bet Saturday when we come back as we update everything going on in college football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.